section seven of a cruise in an opium clipper by lindsay anderson this librivox recording is in the public domain section seven chapters twenty two through twenty four chapter twenty two we successfully cross the reef in a boat the next morning at eight o'clock the captain sent me over to the brig for her captain requesting him to come and breakfast with us and let his boat's crew come along afterward about ten o'clock our fare being somewhat better than that of the brig the captain required no coaxing to accompany me he also knew by the instinct of sea camaraderie that he was ever welcome and that we had plenty to spare our vessels were well supplied with the best of everything eatable and drinkable a fact which could be well attested by many naval officers who when we happened to be in a port with any of her majesty's ships were always glad of an invite to our sumptuous table after breakfast the schroffs not having arrived our boats were got ready as on the previous day and manned by the same crews while we were employed getting the boats ready a messenger arrived from the schroffs with a note intimating that they would arrive the next day bringing a number of very rich traders from the interior who would buy up nearly all our opium this was pleasing news to our captain while it gave a fresh incentive to him and us to hasten our survey of the reef and so be prepared to take the first advantageous opportunity of getting again out to the open sea we were all in the highest spirits elated greatly at our success in getting here at all and with so little real damage elated also at the prospective rapid sale of our cargo as well as the high figure it fetched which would be so pleasing to our owners in hong kong no little bird whispered in any of our ears the tragic circumstances that were so soon to come upon us the brig's boat having arrived alongside manned by a crew of lusty new caledonians who in proper whale and surf-boat style had a steer-oar rigged at the after end in place of a rudder it being so much easier quicker and better to keep the boat head to sea in this manner than with the usual rudder after refreshing the caledonians with a glass of old jamaica and putting into their boat a good lunch that had been especially picked out by their own captain who knew their tastes better than we did we pushed off from alongside and pulled away for the entrance of the harbour passing through the fairway nealance previously instructed by our captain pulled to the southward so as to bring the outer beacon on the edge of the reef to bear a point more to the north than the track of our line of soundings of yesterday while we in the captain's boat pulled as far to the northward to bring the outer beacon a point more to the southward both boats were then steered for the beacon at a moderate pace sounding all the way and carefully noting down each cast of the lead to be carefully marked on our fast-growing chart having arrived at the beacon with the boats we now dropped their anchors to prepare for the most eventful portion of the day's work as already planned out nealance and i were to accompany the captain of the brig in his surf-boat and take what soundings we could as we passed through the surf our captain tried to dissuade the captain of the brig from going in the boat to get as was certain half drowned 
he would not be persuaded and clenched his purpose with the remark i always go with my boys where there is real danger it cheers them on and they like me the better for it nealance and i took our places in the surf-boat accordingly nealance stopping aft with the captain alongside the steer oarsman a big strong heavy muscular specimen of what was generally a large race of people while i went forward right in the eyes of her with my lead-line ready for use we had brought with us in one of our boats a very long light manila line the end of this was passed into the surf-boat and made fast so that should any disaster occur they could haul us quickly back again each of us in the surf-boat had a loose life-line made fast to our persons loose enough to get from under the boat in the event of a capsize but still attaching us to the boat so that when they hauled the boat back they would bring us back also but probably half drowned we were young and careless of danger and had not arrived at those years of discretion when second thoughts are accounted best and prudence the better part of valour we had six strong and willing oarsmen and a long-tried steer oarsman who all seemed eager and willing for the fray and as a new experience i also felt a glow of eagerness to get into the fight against this water-hissing monster that barred our way to the deep water beyond after getting all ready for a start the steersman carefully counted each roller as it came along beginning from the heaviest one twenty-seven rollers having passed the last the heaviest of all at a signal from the steer oarsman when this last had scarcely passed in its spent impotence we were shot ahead into the next one the white hissing top covering us fore and aft while for a second the boat was thrown in a nearly vertical position and then came down with a thud that would have stove any lighter-built boat as she touched the crest of the wave each caledonian let go his oar which for the second hung well secured alongside the crest passed in a twinkling each oar was bent in earnest to send her through the next coming wave the boat was double built and had an opening in her bottom about three inches wide from forward to aft so that the water that came in on top subsided through the bottom till it again attained its mean and normal level getting soundings here was no joke for when the boat was in her vertical position on the crest of the wave it took me all my time to hold on and not drop down on top of my boatmates when she was down in the hollow i could just barely get one cast before i was again being reared skywise i was also interested in watching the pulling and how splendidly the steer oarsman handed her and kept her fair end on to each coming sea chapter twenty three return across the reef about halfway across we met the twenty-seventh sea again i shut my teeth hard and grasped my hold with a firmer clasp as i gazed on this gigantic mass of white seething thunder-roaring water completely swamped in this thundering mass of water she was yet reared aloft so high that for a second i imagined a somersault was to complete our voyage of discovery this was the heaviest we had encountered and as the captain of the brig said we just saved being somersaulted by the skin of our teeth 
recovering the shock of this roaring avalanche of water and looking around as we fell into the hollow i could perceive a grin of satisfaction on the dark-hued visage of our steer oarsman he seemed pleased at being at the other side of that still roaring cauldron spurring his men on with renewed energy now they had successfully battled with and won their way over the heaviest sea-wall we should encounter we reached the extremity of the broken water just in time to ride safely over the next twenty-seventh sea ere it curled its crest to fall upon the hard and rocky reef pulling a little way off the reef we laid in our oars and let go the anchor to give us all a rest and a breath ere we started on our perilous journey back to the other side the captain produced a bottle of good brandy out of which we all had a freshener and after that a long drink of water for all like myself had swallowed a good deal of salt water at the end of a quarter of an hour we prepared to start on our return the oars were laid in the boat and secured excepting the steer oar which was the one thing needful to carry us over the line which we had towed out with us was now made fast to our bow for we were to be hauled back hand over hand by the crews in the other two boats our anchor was hauled in the signal flag was waved as the twenty-seventh sea rolled past and broke with its madly deafening roar following close after that heaviest sea we were towed along through the surf at such a pace that before eight seas had rolled over us of course filling the boat each time we were at the inner side of the reef receiving the hearty congratulations of our captain and shipmates fifty-four seas we encountered outwards while we must have beaten the sea at the pace we went for the reef seemed to be about eight or nine rollers in extent if one could have had them to break all at one time after putting on a few dry garments we had brought with us we sat down and made a hearty lunch in our captain's boat while our men and the caledonians made no less hearty a meal in their respective boats the rest of the day was spent in sounding over various courses while the captain of the brig took a leisurely pull up and down the reef but could find no better spot than this we had pitched on for our passage over and expressed the wish that the beacons might remain after we had sailed of course our captain gladly assented to his request and said that his passage of the reef done at our instigation was worth more than two pieces of wood idly bobbing up and down in the water our lines of soundings completed we returned on board the eamont the captain of the brig went to his ship but only to change his attire and then return with his caledonians and the dutch captain for our captain was to give a special spread fore and aft in honour of the day's achievements after changing our apparel we joined the captain reported our soundings on the reef as also afterwards which were carefully marked on our now completed chart the water on the reef we found to range from about sixteen to twenty feet sixteen was the least either nealance or i had got and that generally in the hollow of course under the circumstances it was only an approximation 
our visitors arrived in due course and ample justice was done to the sumptuous dinner which had been tastefully laid out on one of the skylights improvised for the time being into a dining-table after the dinner came the wine and as usual tongues were loosened and tales of daring adventures in unknown lands and seas were the order of the day the captain of the brig regaled our ears with his adventures in the southern seas which had not always been of so tame a character as the enterprise he was now engaged in the dutch captain who could speak good english was no way behind in telling us of his encounters with malay pirates in the java and sulu seas the men forward seemed to be in gay and festive mood as we could tell by the many cheerful and amusing songs they sang their echoes returning over the calm and placid waters of the broad lagoon our visitors left at midnight each captain with the promise of a copy of the chart when it was completed at which they were highly pleased the caledonians who had so bravely pulled us over the reef were not forgotten our men had made much of them in the evening festivities and when they departed our captain presented each of them with a brand-new shining mexican dollar which to them was great wealth for in their simple-mindedness they had not yet discovered the great value attached to those shining bits of metal the watch was set on board the Eamont, and all who could retired to seek repose chapter twenty four more trading on the succeeding morning our chinese shroffs duly arrived accompanied by a goodly number of formosian and chinese traders some to view our famous patna and benares cakes and balls of opium while others had come with their silver and gold ready to purchase should our tempting and to them delicious drug prove equal to the high praises our shroffs had belauded it with one or two of our former customers were amongst this motley lot of traders and no doubt actuated by a desire to show some return for the hospitality of our entertainment of them on their previous visit they had brought with them a sampan loaded with all the finest and most luscious fruit the island produced which they with many salaams and obeisances begged our captain to graciously accept there were pineapples bananas guavas oranges durians and jack-fruit also a large quantity of the more useful vegetables in the shape of yams and cocos the cocoa was a vegetable i had never come across before it was like a swede turnip but boiled mealier than the mealiest of our own home potatoes and was highly nutritious besides fruit and vegetables a quantity of fresh fish somewhat resembling mullet and a large basket or two of splendid oysters added greatly to the value of their present the captain with the assistance of a shroff as interpreter accepted their timely offering with many thanks our own supply brought with us from amoy was nearly exhausted and this replenishment of our stock was the best present they could have made us chests of opium were now brought from the hold to the quarter-deck and opened for inspection while those who had brought their specie with them were getting it ready in view of the purchases they intended to make 
although the native traders and the schroffs were seemingly the best of friends yet there ensued a great amount of haggling gesticulating and somewhat noisy declamation without which it seemed they could not transact their business to their satisfaction it was not an angry discussion of the merits or demerits of our wares by no means for most of them had open smiling countenances and were only trying in their accustomed manner to get to windward of our schroffs as much as they could and make a good bargain for themselves it is the same all the world over although somewhat less noisy always excepting a jew's market-place which most people say cannot be beaten anywhere for haggling and generally overcharging a good sale was made to-day and those who came unprepared with silver to buy had marked and booked the cases they intended purchasing on the morrow at the conclusion of the day's sale only ten chests were left undisposed of and probably these would be treated for next day when the others came to secure their purchases a collation as on the other day was ready for our visitors as soon as the business of the day had been all arranged the meal was done ample justice to and was afterwards well washed down with champagne sauterne bass's ale and porter which they seemed to appreciate very much to look at these lusty and somewhat jocose traders you would scarcely imagine them to be the dealers in a drug that however pleasant a dreamland it produces to those in the habit of using it still becomes in time when habitually used to excess one of the most debasing narcotics applied to humankind a thinking man has only to see the shrivelled and shrunken carcasses of the inveterate opium-smokers to give him an everlasting disgust against the use of this pernicious drug in any form for myself if i could have had the exciting and adventurous life which was born of this trade in any other way of life i should have preferred it but the services in our land are only for the rich and the aristocratically born the natives were not compelled to purchase it and they were as eager for it as our owners were to supply it if our countrymen had stopped the supply the adventurous merchants of another nation would soon have entered the gap and perhaps carried on the trade in a less scrupulous manner a large revenue is derived from its growth and use so also in our native land is a large revenue derived from the drink traffic but where is the government that will put it down these traders who seemed such a healthy and vigorous sample of humankind possibly only bought it as being an article always in demand and that fetched a very lucrative price when retailed to smaller dealers like many publicans at home they carefully abstained from the use of their own wares knowing better than their customers of what they were composed after the departure of our traders and as soon as the decks had been cleared for the night nealance and i with the captain's permission and carrying his excuses for his absence repaired on board the brig to dinner a pleasant and jovial evening was spent with the captain of the brig and his mates not the least enjoyable part of the pleasant time having been passed in witnessing several war dances and listening to songs given by the new caledonians end of section seven